If you've been struggling to lose weight, this is going to pinpoint exactly the root cause of why you've gained weight and why you are having trouble losing that weight. And here's a clue. It has nothing to do with calories. I'm going to outline the number one cause of weight loss resistance. It might surprise you and some simple solutions to reduce inflammation and burn fat for good. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I'm the founder of Keto Camp. Let's get right into this. I'm going to share with you the number one cause of weight loss resistance and weight gain. It's not what you think. You might be thinking, okay, is it vegetable oils and seed oils? Nope, although those are bad, that's not the number one cause of inflammation and weight gain. Sugar, it's not that. Processed foods, it's not that. Smoking, cigarettes or weed, it's not that. What about a high carbohydrate diet? It's not that. Toxins, environmental toxins are the number one source of cell inflammation. And when you have cell inflammation, you are going to have a very difficult time losing weight. And I'm going to illustrate that for you. And there's a lot of environmental toxins out there. It's a general term. But throughout this video, I'm going to outline the three biggest toxins out there causing the most inflammation, the most, sim the most symptoms out there, hormone dysregulation. And we're going to identify those three and then I'm going to give you solutions for removing them so you could heal your body, burn fat, and feel good. If you want to get well, you got to fix the cell. Weight loss is not about lowering your calories and exercising more. I'm not denying calories. Calories matter, but they are not important. They are a huge distraction. So I'm going to show you in the next couple minutes here why cellular inflammation is the number one cause of symptoms and when we remove cellular inflammation, symptoms go away. Now that you understand it's cell inflammation that's causing your symptoms, including why you've gained weight, because nobody has a weight problem, they, had a weight, they have a weight symptom. Now we could focus on how toxins drive cellular inflammation and we could fix the cell. Now, how do you know if your cells are inflamed? Towards the end of this training, I'm going to be sharing with you a way to get a test that you could do at home that is 50 times more accurate than any blood test looking specifically at cell membrane inflammation. You do it at home, and it takes about two minutes to complete, and I'm going to give you an option to get three of these for free, so stick around towards the end here. We live in the most toxic world than ever before. That is a fact. Toxins are everywhere. And let's talk about thyroid health. You know, the thyroid gland and the thyroid hormone T3 are very important for fat burning, mitochondrial health, and also longevity and just feeling good. It's estimated that 20 million people are walking around with a thyroid condition that's affecting their life and they have no idea. 
The thyroid has been called the canary in the coal mine. And you might be old enough to remember that reference when coal miners were working in a coal, in a cave, essentially, they wanted to make sure they had an effective way of measuring gas leaks. Back then, they didn't have fancy equipment to measure a gas leak. So they would have canaries sent into the coal mine. And if those canaries started to die, they know that there was a gas leak. Get out of that cave. Save your life. Save yourself. So the canary in the coal mine analogy is that that's the first symptom to show up. The thyroid is like that canary in the coal mine. It's usually the first symptom to show up in terms of a slow thyroid or a Hashimoto's thyroiditis or even hyperthyroidism, the thyroid is the first one to kind of give out. And you're going to learn about toxins and the link between toxins and thyroid health. But chemicals are in our environment and they harm us. We know that. And one of the biggest ways they do this is by messing with our thyroid. Here are the most common symptoms associated with toxicity-related thyroid conditions. Unexplained weight gain. Because when you have a high amount of toxins, especially mercury, and we'll talk more about that later, it raises your reverse T3, and that blocks your T3 active hormone from getting in and burning fat. It also creates fatigue because you don't produce enough energy, ATP. It also creates brain fog, lack of focus, hair loss, insomnia, and so many more. And if you're dealing with any of those symptoms, we're going to give you the solutions towards the end. Here's a crazy study that came out from the University of Newcastle, it found that the average person consumes around 2,000 pieces, tiny pieces of plastic each week, which equates to about five grams, which is the amount of weight equivalent to the average credit card. So let me say this in a different way. The average person eats a credit card each week in the amount of tiny plastics they are consuming. Where are all these toxins going? It's not only the plastic. If you're getting your cash register receipt when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the pharmacy and they say, do you want your receipt? And you grab that with your bare hands. That's not a good idea. So a simple tip for you is say no thank you to your cash register receipts. Several studies have found that individual thermal receipts can contain BPA, which is biphenyl A. It's it's a toxin that is 250 to 1,000 times greater than the amount in a can of food. So if you're touching these receipts with your fingers, you're getting toxins on your fingers, on your skin, and that's going into your body. So say no to cash register receipts. It's an easy fix. Now let's talk about how toxins drive weight gain and weight loss resistance, which is probably why you clicked on this podcast episode, this YouTube video So when we think about um, toxicity, but also as it relates to weight gain, and we look at America, for example, Harvard put out this article that's projecting by the year 2030, which is not too far away, half of the American population, 50%, will be classified as obese. Not just overweight, my friend, but actually obese. Why? Is it that we're eating too much and not exercising enough? No, it's not that. That is not the problem in this day and age. 20 years ago, you change your diet, you exercise, and you lose weight, you feel good, you're healthy. In this day and age, toxins don't allow that. Unfortunately, it's more than just that. And there's the old model of you know, the calories you burn versus the calories you eat. This is an outdated model that does not work in this day and age. It has failed so many people. And it makes people feel like they're 
uh, failure and it does everybody a huge disservice and it just distracts them from the root cause of why they can't lose weight, why they can't get well. It is not about calories. The Journal of Diabetes Investigation showed that there are new risk factors for obesity and diabetes called environmental chemicals. So the traditional old school way of thinking is that you're overweight, you're obese, you have this symptom and condition because you have a family history and a genetic predisposition. That's why you're obese. Lack of exercise, old age. That's the old way of thinking. The new model states it's actually an environmental toxin issue. And again, I'm going to share with you the three biggest toxins out there later on. But you could see that study that's showing the new model is about environmental toxins, not the old way of thinking. And here's how it works. They're called obesogens because they create larger fat cells. When the toxins enter your body, I want you to understand this right now. The number one priority for the innate intelligence, the incredible human body is survival. So the body wants to survive at all costs, even if that means developing disease and obesity and other issues later, in the moment it wants to survive. So when toxins enter your body, from breathing them in, from touching your skin, from silver fillings in your mouth, we'll talk more about that later, they're everywhere, it activates PPAR gamma, okay? Toxins enter, that's the first step here, activates PPAR gamma. This is a pathway that shuttles those toxins where? To your fat cells, because the solution to pollution is dilution, and there's a lot of room in fat cells. And if there's not enough room in your fat cells, your body will actually enlarge those fat cells or even create new fat cells. These are how toxins make us fat. That's why they're called obesogens. And there's several studies that back it up. We'll put it in the notes of this training. Here's a study from the Environmental Health Perspectives. Quote, many in the medical and exercise physiology communities remain wedded to poor diet and lack of exercise as the sole causes of obesity. However, researchers are gathering convincing evidence of chemical obesogens, dietary, pharmaceutical, and industrial compounds that may alter metabolic processes and predispose some people to gain weight. So in a nutshell, here are, here are how toxins make us sick and fat. It increases the number of fat cells, increases the size of fat cells, alters basal metabolic rate, which is your metabolism. It slows it down, alters hormones that regulate appetite and satiety. So when toxins create cellular inflammation, it lowers leptin, your satiety hormone, and increases ghrelin, not good, alters your endocrine regulation of adipose tissue, alters energy balance in favor of storing calories. And it also alters insulin sensitivity and fat metabolism and endocrine tissues leading to diabetes and insulin resistance. Here is a study from the Endocrine Society showing the impact of EDCs, which are endocrine disrupting chemicals on metabolism and obesity. So they put them into two different categories, obesogens, which we just spoke about, which are chemicals that can enter the body and disrupt normal lipid metabolism which can lead to obesity, which is explained how that works. Now there's a new category called diabetogens. These are chemicals, toxins, that can enter your body and kill the beta cells 
in your pancreas or disrupt their function and interfere with normal energy metabolism leading to diabetes. That's how toxins create diabetes. And it's estimated that at least 33% of diabetes is specifically toxin related. This is a study showing a PubMed study that I'll put in the notes here showing that the body stores these lipophilic fat-loving chemicals in our fat as a survival mechanism to prevent them from freely circulating in the bloodstream in the body. Remember, survival is the name of the game. Another, another study from the current obesity reports, we'll reference that in the notes of this lecture, of this training, shows exactly how this works. Here's, here's the quote. It is noteworthy that as their structures are mainly lipophilic, remember, that means fat-loving, their ability to increase fat deposition has the added consequence of increasing the capacity for their own retention. This has the potential for a vicious spiral, not only of increasing obesity, but also increasing the retention of other lipophilic pollutant chemicals with an even broader range of adverse actions. This might offer an explanation as to why obesity is an underlying risk factor for so many diseases, including cancer. The image illustrates the potential for a vicious spiral to be set up whereby obesogens act to increase the amount of fat stored, be it by increased cell volume or increased cell number. Let me stop right there. That's showing that toxins create larger fat cells and new fat cells which would be followed by greater retention of lipophilic obesogens and which would then lead onward in an increasing spiral of greater body fat and an even more lipophilic pollutant retention. In this sense, obesogens may be self-fulfilling and be able to increase the capacity of their own retention. This is a vicious cycle that we want to get out of. Number one cause of weight gain and weight loss resistance is this. Pharmaceuticals are also toxins and foreign substances to the body. When you think about antidepressants, SSRIs, we think about antipsychotics, Nexium, Prevacid, these antacids, even steroid hormone drugs like pregnizone and birth control pills. They are problematic, including blood pressure reducing drugs and bait, like beta, beta blockers, excuse me. The body also treats them as toxins. They get stored in your body fat. They're problematic. I'm not telling anybody here to get off their meds, work with their doctor on that, but understand that they are foreign substances and act as a toxin and also create fat cells, larger fat cells and new fat cells. So we know that there are common household items that we want to pay attention to. But there are three of the biggest toxins creating the most inflammation, which I'm going to outline shortly. Before I get to those three big toxins, the most common ones that you could take care of immediately are medications, glyphosate fertilizer, make sure you're not having your home, your building sprayed with the glyphosate chemicals, et cetera, cosmetics and personal care products, cleaning substances. So take care of your household items. That's going to be important. But the three biggest toxins in our environment creating the most inflammation, the most weight gain, the most disease are the following. Toxicity is a generational epidemic. Dr. Pompa said, my mentor, I believe there are three main toxins affecting four generations that are leading to an epidemic, an explosion of chronic disease and obesity. Those are going to be lead, mercury, and glyphosate. Allow me 
to share why they are so detrimental. The Environmental Working Group, EWG, examined the cord blood of newborns, and here's what they found. This is astonishing. The newborns began life exposed to as many as 287 of the 413 toxic chemicals in the study. 180 chemicals found are known to cause cancer. Cancer rates in children have risen 67.1% since 1950. According to the Columbia University School of Public Health, 95% of cancer is caused by diet and the environment. That's crazy. So the first toxin we're going to focus on is a heavy metal called lead. Our parents and most of us grew up in the lead generation. And lead affects four generations in two ways. Number one, lead is inherited in utero from mom to baby for four generations. So the number one way that we get lead is from our parents. It's from our grandparents. Four generations before lead is gone Number two, lead turns on bad genes associated with many diseases, even obesity, for four generations. I'm going to share some studies with you. You might be thinking, yeah, lead, but am I getting that in my drinking water? I don't live in Flint, Michigan. Here are some articles that show it's not just Flint. Lead taints water across the United States. EPA records show that lead has been found in California schools. This report showed that 18 cities in Pennsylvania, including Pittsburgh, have higher lead level exposure than Flint, Michigan. This study in Scientific American showed that mother's lead exposure could affect the newborn's brains. Pregnant women exposed to lead had newborns who scored slightly lower on tests measuring reflexes and other skills tied to brain development, according to a new study from China. This study showed that lead and obesity are linked. A longitudinal study of chronic lead exposure and physical growth in Boston children. Quote, the results suggest that chronic lead exposure in childhood may result in obesity that persists into adulthood. This study showed that lead exposure changes the gut microbiota, increases the chances for obesity. Here's what the study showed early life exposure to lead causes a long lasting impact on the gut microbiome, and the change of the gut microbiome may partially contribute to the increased body weight in adult life. The second big toxin out there is mercury. How do we get exposed to mercury? Before I get to that, let's talk about some studies that show the damaging effects of mercury. A study presented in the prestigious journal called FACIB indicates that the more amalgam fillings present in your mouth, the more mercury you will have in your organs, including the brain, the kidneys, the heart, and the liver. The Drash study showed that, so Gustav Drash, a medical jurist and a professor of toxicology at the University of Munich, has carried out a new and impressive study showing that the amount of mercury in aborted embryos and dead infants corresponds to the number of amalgam fillings present in mom. This means if you never had silver fillings, you are still at risk if your mom had silver fillings when she gave birth to you because this study showed on autopsies the amount of mercury found in silver fillings in mom's mouth was proportional to the amount of mercury in the baby's brain. It's wild. These studies show that mother's dental amalgams increase child's exposure to mercury before and after birth. The Tagum study analyzed 
um, and did clinical correlations of mercury in maternal and cord blood. They also found mercury in breast milk as well in the infant's hair. Study out of Brazil showed a correlation between blood mercury levels in mothers and newborns. This study showed on PubMed that increased methylmercury toxicity related to obesity in diabetic mice. This study on the Diabetes and Metabolism Journal showed there's an association between blood mercury levels and visceral adiposity in adults. You get mercury back in the day from flu shots. They're in certain vaccinations to this day. But Hugh Fuddenberg, medical jurist, medical doctor, excuse me, the world's leading immunologist at that time, he was the 13th most quoted biologist of our time with nearly 850 papers in peer-reviewed journals. He said, quote, if an individual has had five consecutive flu shots between 1970 and 1980, the years of the study, his or her chance of developing Alzheimer's disease is 10 times greater than if they had one, two, or no vaccinations. When asked why, he said the gradual mercury and aluminum buildup in the brain. Allow me to share my story. Some of you know my story. Here's a photo of me back in 2018. You see, back in the early 2015 through 2018, I was struggling with my health. At this time, I owned a CrossFit gym here in Miami, and I was doing CrossFit. I was also doing personal training. At this time, I was doing keto, clean keto, intermittent fasting. I was spending 500 bucks plus each month on supplements, and I didn't feel well. I had brain fog. I had digestive issues. I had fatigue. I had to take a nap in between my clients. I was excessively sore between workouts. I was starting to gain belly fat. Why? I was doing everything right, or at least I thought I was. And then I decided to go to a conference in Boca Raton, Florida, April 2018. This conference was led by Dr. Daniel Pompa. I had followed Dr. Daniel Pompa for quite some time online, and I saw he was coming to Boca, which is just about an hour and a half drive from Miami. So I decided to buy a ticket and drive to the conference. I got to tell you, the first lecture was Dr. Pompa. And within an hour, it felt like he took my head off my body, flipped it upside down a few times and put it back on my head. And everything I thought to be true about health was the complete opposite. One of the main things I learned that weekend was the dangers of silver amalgam fillings and how they leach into your brain, creating systemic low-grade inflammation. And it doesn't matter how clean your diet is or how many supplements you take or whatever else you do, if there's an upstream stressor, you're not going to get well. Then I went and looked into my mouth and I saw eight silver amalgam fillings that have been in my mouth since I was a kid for 20 plus years. So my first step was finding a biological holistic dentist. That is the first step. You don't just go and get your silver fillings removed from a regular dentist. I would rather you keep the fillings in your mouth than get them removed from a regular dentist. That can make things a lot worse. And that is actually part of Dr. Daniel Pompa's story. So I found a biological dentist. I used a website called iaomt.org, www.iaomt.org to find a certified smart dentist, meaning they have safe amalgam removal procedures in place. So I'm showing a photo here of me when I went to my dentist here in Miami. His name is Dr. Theodore Herman in South Miami at Assure a Smile. And this is what it should look like because it is a hazmat scene. 
to have fillings in your mouth. I had two different appointments. First appointment removed four fillings. The second appointment removed the final four. That was the first step, removing them from my mouth. The second step was now that they're removed from my mouth, I got to detox the mercury from my brain because that's where it gets stored. Allow me to show you more about this. Exactly right. In the Scandinavian countries, in 2008, they banned amalgams because of environmental and health purposes. Mm -hmm. Now, environmental is when you take on amalgams, and that's when the most amount of mercury is released, it can get into the water supply. There also were a number of studies that came out of Sweden that really showed some health risk with the mercury coming off the amalgams and, and offering up all of these problems that Dr. Curatola is talking about. Walk me through exactly how the mercury gets out of the amalgams. I mean, we yeah. talked about this vaporization that was not known to have been existed you know, a few decades ago. That's exactly right. So whenever the amalgam starts to wear any type of contact, so imagine chewing, people who grind their teeth, people who have their factors that increase the amount of mercury uh, vapor coming off, the amount of amalgams in your mouth. How old are they? You know, when they get older, they corrode, and the breakdown of that mercury vapor comes out much greater. Do you grind your teeth for a long period of time? Do you have carbonated sodas, which lowers the pH in the mouth and increases the amount of mercury? So there are a number of factors that actually can accelerate that amount of mercury, but they just haven't tested it enough to correlate it with these medical issues. So I was doing my own homework on this, and mercury vapors rising out of the teeth, they're invisible to the eye. No one has ever seen them. But for the first time on television, for the first time ever, I'm going to show you what happens when you brush your teeth with mercury fillings. I'm going to get some help from my friend Dave Wentz. I worked with Dave and his PhD dad a long time. Their company are big sponsors of HealthCore, which is the Children's Health Foundation. We were doing a program together, and I witnessed you do this demonstration uh, with your father. It just blew me away. And I wanted you to bring it alive on stage today. So if you could... Show us how this monitor and this little contraption you built can, dem can reveal to us what happens when we brush our teeth. Okay. Well, what we have is a set of teeth with typical silver fillings in them, and we've contained it in this glove box with a special air filter to protect everyone in the room so uh, we don't have any mercury uh, okay. toxic uh, element. We don't want it out. And so what's the, what's the amount of mercury right now that's in this box? Uh, we, we've ventilated it. We've used the filter to clear it out, so we're at zero now. Okay. So I'm going to put my hands in the glove so you can run the device. And okay. here, just to point yep. out, you, got, you built us a mouth here. Can we all yep. see the mouth there? And what's, what do you have in there? Those, those are amalgam fillings? Yep. We've yeah. been told that when you mix mercury with silver, tin, copper, it becomes completely stable. No mercury vapor is supposed to be released. Uh, and we're going to do a little demonstration to show how much is released. So if I brush, for example, parts of the teeth that don't have any mercury, like here, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But you're arguing that if I brush down here, yep. it is. Okay, go ahead. I'll start brushing now. Now, at what point should I be concerned? At what level is it, you know, more than we're supposed to have? Anything over zero is toxic. So we're at 61. Oh, my goodness. 61? 61 micrograms. Now, how can anyone dispute that mercury is coming off amalgams? I just... You really can't. You, you can't. It's, it's, it's happening. We have the devices. We have the technology to measure that mercury vapor. And we are well above the limits that you would want to be exposed to. That mercury is coming off the fillings into your mouth, going across the blood barrier into your brain. Thank you very much. And I saw this the first time, and I could not believe that it actually was revealing something that we've been disputing. You know, this is a science experiment, but it does conclusively, to me anyway, demonstrate that we do shed gas off uh, mercury in ways that we don't want. We can see with that video, that's exactly what happens. It doesn't matter how old the filling is, it's still creating this vaporization and going into your brain. Step number one, 
Remove them from your mouth safely. Step number two, properly detox it from your brain. I'll talk more about that in a second. Something to consider if you're having digestive issues like I was, mercury interferes with the binding of zinc. Zinc helps to create stomach acid to break down food and nutrients, especially protein. So if you're doing carnivore or like a meat-based keto diet, that's important. When you have mercury, you don't get enough stomach acid and this creates gut problems. Here are the most common symptoms associated with mercury. I had several of these when I had my mercury illness. So you could take a look and see if you have any of these going on right here, which is depression, mild fatigue, anxiety, forgetfulness, eyelid, face and muscle twitching, digestive issues, constipation and or diarrhea, frequent bad breath, constant body odor, dizziness, irritability, sensitivity to sound, inability to concentrate, which is brain fog, abnormal menses. I didn't have that. Low body temperature, cold hands and feet, tinnitus, tender teeth, insomnia, metallic taste in the mouth, nail fungus, unexplained anger, and autoimmune. That is my story as well. Glyphosate makes everything worse. Stephanie Seneth, senior scientist at MIT, showed that glyphosate, Roundup, and, and non-organic food delivers, uh, forces these toxins deeper into our tissues. And this graph from Nancy Swanson makes a strong correlation between dementia and how dementia has risen since the 1980s in correlation with the amount of glyphosate in our environment. So now that you see the problem, the question is, how do you detox? Detox is in vogue. Coffee enemas, excuse me, juice cleanses. They're downstream detox. And there's a time and place for that. But if you have mercury in your brain and lead in your bones, that's not going to get it out. Let's talk about some downstream detox tips that will help all of you right now. Downstream detox tips would be really simple. You know, support the liver. Castor oil pack on your liver. Great idea. I use the one from Queen of Thrones. A phosphatidylcholine push is terrific. It forces the liver to dump bile, which helps to recycle healthier bile. That is important. Eat bitters. We always talk about this in our Keto Camp Academy. Bitters for the liver. That's going to be arugula, apple cider vinegar, ginger, etc. Coffee is a great bitter too. Limit or avoid alcohol. Coffee enemas are great. Infrared sauna is great. But here's the thing. There's only one true way to detox heavy metal safely from your brain, from your cells, from your tissues. It's not any of these. These are great, but they're downstream. The tips I just gave you. You got to go upstream. And this is where I want to share with you a way for me to teach you what I learned. You, you, just, you heard my story. I've spent close to $100,000 learning how to detox mercury, lead, and these other metals for my body safely. And now I could tell you I actually feel incredible. At 38 years old, I'm about to turn 39 versus when I was in my late tw uh, 20s because I got the mercury and the other metals safely removed. I had to learn this and I spent close to $100,000 on learning this process. So every year, twice per year, I take a small group of 15 people or less through a 90-day heavy metals detox program. And my next group is starting July 18th, which is just in a few days, and there's nine spots left for this group. And let me share with you a little bit about what the group gets and what it includes, etc. So this is called True Cellular Detox. First 30 days, we work on the prep phase where we work on opening up downstream detox pathways. Once we've done that, 
with some advanced detox tips. We do some keto and fasting as well. Then we put you into an on-off detox cycle where we actually start clearing some of these metals from the bloodstream, from your cells, from your cell membranes with the ultimate goal to get into the brain phase, which is the final 30 days of your detox program, which is clearing the mercury from the brain. That's where the magic happens. So here's what you get for the next, for the people who do join us here. You're going to get four 60-minute Zoom calls with me and the other students in our group. That's four 60-minute Zoom calls. Retail value is $6,000. You're going to get all the supplements, which include the first 30 days, which is called the prep phase box, the body phase box, the brain phase box. You're also going to get two cytodetox bottles. I'm going to teach you how to use that. That's We use that as a chelation supplement to remove these toxins safely. And three at-home inflammatory testing kits. We talk about the importance of cellular inflammation. We're going to send you three of these kits. You, you, you uh, measure the amount of inflammation in your membranes 50 times more accurate than any blood test doing it at home. And we measure that throughout the program with the goal of seeing less and less inflammation. And you're going to get three of those for free. I could also analyze your results as well on our group coaching calls. We have nine spots left at the time of this recording. We officially start July 18th. And if you're watching or hearing this on time and this is resonating with you, I want you to head over to ketocampdetox.com. Hopefully you see this and hear this on time. We'll drop a link in the notes of this uh, training as well, ketocampdetox.com to learn how to do this the right way. For sure, if you've ever had silver fillings, this is for you. If you currently have silver fillings and you're wondering, can you still do this? The answer is yes, and I could teach you and work with you on how to find a biological dentist and get them removed safely throughout our 90 days as well. I want to help you. This has been the number one thing that has moved the needle for my health. In this day and age, I just made the case that toxins are the number one cause of cell inflammation. And here's the thing. Your body is amazing. I don't care if you're 21, 91, 61, 71. I don't care what your symptoms are. When you go upstream and, re when you go upstream and remove the cause of why your body has chronic inflammation, the symptoms go away by default. Your body burns fat. Your thyroid heals. Your adrenals heal. The innate intelligence can do its job, the inner physician within your body. So I hope this resonated with you. Share it with a friend. Head over to ketocampdetox.com. I hope I could show you how to detox for good. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to watch the video version of today's episode, you could go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash ketocamp. Leave the show a rating and review. Share it with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.